When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Previously on Campo Cantro. Are you forfeiting this segment? Because I think Ravi Shastri would make a good Columbo. He would make a good Columbo. Yeah. Maybe all these players should have, you know, babies donated to them. She mm. bowled one of the openers and then, then there were four man cads. If anyone deserves a five five, it's yeah. her. In a week where England are threatening to send an understrength side to play the Ashes, leaving most Australians to wonder how we'd tell the difference. This is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. Medical staff remain confident that the veteran will be fit for the Ashes. Payne has a bulging dick that has been... Disc that has been... That's a funny one. From my perspective, it was about six... Uh, it was in the 620 slot that I do, and uh, the lights <laughs> were on, but no-one was home. I'm due a holiday, and um, <laughs> I just, it's come out, and I've gone, oh, goodness, what's going on here? So uh, you're here with Kat Jones and Dan Lipke, and of course, uh, that bulging dick quote, uh, we, we were required by the ICC and Australian <laughs> Podcasting Tribunal to play that because I think every single person's played that clip, but we thought we'd get in on the action. So that was Tony Armstrong uh, uh, talking about Tim Payne's bulging dick and then offering an explanation for what what happened there. So he said he got up too early or yeah. it was too early in the morning Needs a holiday. for him? Yeah, if that's your job to get up and do <laughs> breakfast radio, you wouldn't think that'd be the, the first go-to excuse, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think he just likes being a bit of an innuendo machine because even his explanation, he was saying, you know, I, I took it out or something. Yeah, like, yeah. it was mm. protruding. But, yes. uh, you know, credit to Tony. Uh, everybody else was making boring boring old, you know, pain in the neck jokes. Yeah. And he thought, no, I'm going to go in a completely different direction. So, yes. well done. Yeah, the creativity is very impressive. Yeah. And, of course, a lot more tasteful uh, to make comments like that than, than what really happened to poor old Tim Payne where they, they described how you, you cut through the front of the voice box. and. Yeah. 
Ugh, move yeah, my, yeah, move my larynx to one side and go in through the front. It's a little, Yeah, and he explained that was the less invasive <laughs> way of doing it, which was a bit startling. Yeah. I, I was just a bit curious whether, you know, removing his or moving aside his voice box, whether there'll be any damage to that, whether that'll hinder his sledging in any way. Yeah, maybe it'll enhance it. Oh, maybe, yeah. yeah. I, I thought maybe, you know, if his voice box was damaged, he might have to, you know, sledge in sign language or something. And then that got me wondering, can you can you do sign language if you've got wiki-keeping gloves on? Oh, it'd be a special format. <laughs> it would be. It'd be very, yeah. very challenging indeed. Yeah, you'd probably get the basics right. This is the part of the show where we discuss the cricket news of the week. So we did uh, talk in that little break just before we started about England fielding an understrength Ashes squad. Mm. That, that was that was a threat or maybe a promise. I'm promise, not sure yeah. which. Yeah, and we know that they haven't really, you know, have they really sent full strength sides the last couple of times? Seems hard to believe. If they <laughs> if they have, they they need to rethink it. So yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, sending sending a, a different side, a different kind of side. I mean, the Indians sent an understrength side last summer and they did very well. So I think it's a good tactic from England. It will Indians teams did much better than yep. the last couple of Ashes touring teams, right? Yep, yep. It was like 4-0 four, four and 5-0 <laughs> the nil. last two times that game, so yes. Yeah, but we're not going to be talking about that. We are just got, we've just got enough time to talk about the most important tournament that's on at the moment, which mm-hmm. is the upcoming Australia versus India Women's Series, which is seven matches. It's, it's fantastic. Seven matches. Yeah, it's, it's one of those uh, fancy multi-format series where you get different numbers of points for the different formats, so three ODIs, then a test, then three T20s. So fantastic, there's a test. Yes, yep. Very good indeed. And of course, uh, the last time these two teams met was in that T20 World Cup final, which you may remember was like the week before everything in the world <laughs> went batshit crazy. So, That's right. It was yeah. International Women's Day, mm. the 8th of March. India probably wanting to forget that match where they Australia batted first and then India made only 99 yeah. in reply when they yep. when they lost. I think Healy made 75 from half as many deliveries. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a great game for Australia, but not so much for India. Yeah, and, and, and they do have a tactical to, to make that uh, not the most recent game because uh, mm. India have cunningly attempted to avoid that depressing piece of momentum by the, they, they've instead scheduled a warm-up match against Australia before the actual matches are being played, which I think is very clever. And it's not an Australian second 11 no. or the Prime Minister's <laughs> 11 or no. the... It's the actual it's real... It's the team t- they're going to play, yeah. <laughs> How, look, the men constantly touring Australia, the poor old the men coming for the Ashes, for example, we, yep. we trot out some terrible... Terrible mm. half strength, quarter strength team yeah. for them to warm up against. They don't get Cac- to warm up. Taxi under 20s or yeah, something. That's yeah. right. They get to warm up against a really pathetic team. And they, the women are doing it properly, giving India a proper warm up <laughs> by saying, Here, we're gonna, you can warm up against the best team in the world. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like the idea also that, you know, the, 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 they've got this series and basically they've got a bonus match in the series, which just doesn't count for some reason. I think this is fantastic. Yeah. I think every series <laughs> should have a couple of extra games scheduled and either team can just say at any point retroactively no nah, that was just a warm-up game that one doesn't count well, even the, the test in the middle of the series yep, yeah uh, any uh, of them and, and the stats don't count for it either so that oh, that, that wow. gives an element of strategy so you may have your best player doing well but if the captain says oh sorry i'm gonna have to take that century off you uh Ooh. Alyssa, yeah. sorry about that because oh. we're, we're retroactively de- declaring this a, a, a warm-up match well that would be brutal hmm 
Yeah, it'd yeah. be funny though. Absolutely. So the warm-ups, I mean, it would have been an eight-game eight, eight game series yeah. <laughs> otherwise. Yep. But fair to give India a warm-up, although they did pretty well, right? Mm. They Australia won the warm-up, but boy, they, it was a high-scoring match. It was a very high-scoring match. So Australia batted first. They made seven for 278 from their 50 overs. Mm. So it was Haynes and Mooney and Lanning, they all made 50s. Uh, because it wasn't an official ODI, Meg Lanning didn't bother to convert her half-century into a century. Mm. She saves that for the real games. Uh, uh, and but it was Poonam Yadav who uh, was the, was the danger for Australia. She took three for twenty eight from her six overs. And then in reply, India they they made seven for two forty two. So they they thirty six yeah. runs short. They uh, struggled early. Uh, the the opening bowlers are uh, Perry and nineteen uh, year old Stella Campbell. They took uh, two for thirty eight and three for thirty eight respectively. They opened the bowling together, and that pretty much uh, you know took the took the wind out of the run chase a bit. They they, they did well then to get to two forty two. Yeah. yeah, and and Stella Campbell, she's been playing for the Sydney Sixers. Mm. She was signed for them at some very young age, like fourteen or fifteen or something, sixteen maybe. Uh, she's a fast bowler for New South Wales. Yep. She's 19 now, and it looks like she'll probably play in yeah. quite a few of the matches. So how exciting for her. Yeah, that's very exciting. Mm. I, I guess the the other highlight was uh, Perry's run out. Uh, did you see this one? On yeah, is this one where she just went wandering out of her crease? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> she, uh, so she basically was facing up to one of the Indian seamers, played and missed, and then decided, oh, I should have played a different kind of shot to that. So she kind of took a couple of steps out of her crease and did some shadow defending and mm. practicing her shots and then was a little bit startled to realise that she'd been run out by the wicketkeeper who just threw the stumps down. I mean, it was a warm-up. Is, is it permitted to run someone out when they're effectively warming up? Um, oh, maybe. <laughs> I, I thought maybe she was, you know, um, practicing being doomed. Uh, oh, yes. She thought, oh, well, if, I, if this is the new trend in uh, women's cricket, I'm just going to practice wandering out of my crease absentmindedly and see yeah. what happens. And well, unless you get unless you get run out that way once or twice, you never know quite how far you can push it, right? Yep, yep. Uh, but I think you mentioned that it was, it was certainly better having the warm-up at the start of the match than having them at the end of a, of a series like yes. like most you know they just have this terrible dead rubber at the end of the mm. series much better to have that at the start yeah yeah and and it's a uh, less incentive for india to pack it up and go home if it's at the beginning of the series <laughs> that's true and by the way i've put a bet on india to win the <laughs> first <you>? match yeah. <laughs> excellent well that first match uh starts tuesday australia time so that's tomorrow for us but uh check check your local guides for, for when that is for you it, look regardless of when you're listening to this podcast this so many matches in this season that we're already, you know, there'll be one of one one of these Australia India matches about ready to start, no yep. matter where we are in the sequence. Yep. So just turn on your cricket provider of choice, and uh, they'll be playing. Yeah. Please support capitalism by checking out these sponsors. Okay, well, last week we asked people to support us, uh, not not via Patreon like all those other podcasts do. We, we said, just give us your honest five-star rating on iTunes and uh, we'd, uh, you know, we'd really appreciate that as, as a form of support. So we suggested that our reviews in the form of Can't Bowl, Can't Throw is the most blank cricket podcast of them all. Kat and Dan's devotion to blank is what keeps me coming back each week. And we did get a review, didn't we, Kat? We did. We got a review from uh, Mr. Dennis Friedman. Greenman? Fraudman? I, I, I can't read the writing, but it's something like that. Okay. Who said, Can't Ball, Can't Throw is the most amazing cricket podcast of them all. Cat and Dan's devotion to keep Dennis away from it is what <laughs> keeps me coming back each week. So that's really good. Really nice from Dennis. It's really good to have a new listener on board. Um, so, yeah, if, if you leave your review online, we'll, we'll read it out in a future episode, much like we did to... Um, what was his name? Dennis. De- Dennis. Dennis there. Yeah. Thank you, Dennis. Let's play. Are you smarter? than a fifth grade cricketer.
So this is a segment that is our quiz. It's I, I've put it not very much thought into the quiz. I'm sorry, <laughs> Dan. This week, it is. Are you smarter than a fifth grade cricketer? Uh, this is the retirement edition. The retirement edition. Mm-hmm. Yep. We already talk about retirement. We do talk about retirement every week, don't That's we? That's because people keep bloody retiring on us. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, the quiz is who retired this week. Okay. Right. I'm going to give you a list of names, and you yep. can tell me yes or no whether they retired, mm-hmm. and we'll just keep score. We'll see if you can get to ten because I reckon ten. I've got that many. Bloody yeah. Hell. Yeah, okay. uh, there's a lot of people. Yep. That, you know, it is a quiz. They won't all have retired. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, there's just uh, keep keep listening, everyone. Ready? The first one, uh, Yasid Malinga. He did retire, didn't he? Yes. Yes. Uh, do I have to tell you what format he retired from? No, I think that's Good. almost impossible. He, he retired from everything, I think. He retired from all forms of cricket. Yes, correct. So, Malinga, one out of one. Mm-hmm. The next person, Nathan Horitz. Nathan Horitz retired many, many years ago. <laughs> did he retire this week, Dan? No, he did not. No, he did not. Correct. That is two out of two. Uh, Nathan Lyon. Nathan Lyon, I don't believe, has retired from anything this week. No. No, he's a no. Um, three out of three. Mm-hmm. Nathan Jones. I don't even know who the hell Nathan Jones is, so I'm going to say yes, just because you're not going to give me three no's in a row. Oh, correct. He retired from AFL. Oh, okay. I've never heard of him. No, I've never heard of him either, but anyway, that was just three Nathans One in a row. One of the Nathans, yeah. You, you said that I wouldn't give you three in a row. I gave you three Nathans in <laughs> That's a row. True. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Josh Hazelwood. Josh Hazelwood has not retired. Please tell me Josh hasn't retired. No, in fact, he played last night. Did he? Hmm. Oh, that's right, yeah, because the IPL's back. That's right. Um, Yeah, so welcome back, IPL. We'll probably discuss more of that next week. We shall. We've only had one game back in, but Mm. it's it's very exciting. Okay, so Josh Hazelwood, I think you're up to uh, five out of five. Five out of five, yeah. I'm going going for a clean sweep here. Uh, What about Josh Philippe? I hope not. He's like 20 (laughs) years old, isn't he? I'm saying no to Josh Philippe. No, he has not retired. Josh Morris. Josh Morris is an NRL player. I believe he did reply, but both the Morrises retired. There's twin Morrises. They're like twin Moors. Really? And mm. they retired in the same week? Same, well, same season. So same they, they season. both retired right. this year, I Correct. believe. You're at seven out of seven for Josh Morris. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Michael Holding? Michael Holding retired from commentary, yes. Yes, he did retire this week. Uh, what about uh, Virat Kohli? Virat Kohli <laughs> retired as T20 captain of India, and I believe he just announced he's retiring as T20 captain of uh, ICB as well. Really? Mm, at oh. the end, end, end of the end of the season. Wow. End of the IPL. I'm on top of these retirement. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm all about retirement. I can't, can't, uh, can't really get you at all. It's very sad that Virat's retiring, isn't yeah. it? Oh, he's, still pl- he's still playing. He just doesn't want to be big boss oh, anymore. Is it the beginning of the end? Yes. No, no, of course not. <laughs> His batting perhaps needs some focus. I think we're up to eight out of eight now. I've got, I think I've got two more for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Dobell. George Dobell. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the podcast, George Dobell. He, uh, he, 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 he's no longer working for Crick Info or he's, he shortly won't be working for Crick Info. I think he's got some kind of grace period, but he's uh, on his way out. But he's not retiring. Not though, retiring from uh, no. journalism, no. All right, one more. Uh, New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand cricket team, I should say. New Zealand men's cricket team. The New Zealand men's cricket team retired from playing in Pakistan at the very last minute. Yes, they uh, they received yeah. security concerns and said, thanks for thanks for letting us come visit and quarantine for two weeks. Now we're turning around and going straight back home, Yeah, which is yeah. a bit sad for poor old Pakistan. So you're right on top of all these retirements. I think I have to give you 10 out of 10. Excellent. So, so that means I'm no, not retiring from uh, this segment. I will uh, continue on in the and future. And you are also smarter than a fifth grade cricketer. Uh, who presumably would have got at least one of them wrong. Well, I would think so. Yeah. Ah, 
Can't fall, can't throw, coming live. Thanks for tuning in and taking your time. The underappreciated act of the week. The funniest and crazy plays of the week. Who is going to join the honorary board? The number one Scott Moeller reward. This is the Muller Award, our award for the most absurd and stupid thing that happened in cricket over the past week. It's pretty hard to find things in one single week, isn't it, Dan? It is, but, well, you'd be surprised. We've got a, a bit of a deluge of things coming in here. We have every week so far, right? So far, so far, mm. so good. Can I start with one? Yeah, hit me. Okay, so you might recall that there was an old cricket captain who died a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, Ted Dexter. Ted Dexter. He right? retired from living. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered his name. Uh, anyway, he was emailing Joe Root a few weeks back. Yes. Or perhaps not a few, <laughs> not a few weeks back. <laughs> it, a few it, weeks it, back, we talked about how he was emailing Joe Root. Yes, we did. Uh, yeah. About how Joe Root needed to smarten up because he was batting like rubbish. Before he died. Before he died. Before, before not Joe Root died. Before, before Ted Dexter died. Yes. Anyway, he used to email Joe Root. Well, Joe Root's still getting unwelcome advice. We'll be glad to know. It's time from his grandfather, (laughs) (laughs) who I think is still alive. Let's assume so. Let's assume when he was giving the advice, he was still alive at least. So not not the ghost of his grandfather. No. So his his advice this week was the hundred is as welcome as COVID. (laughs) Jesus, Grandpa Root. Yeah. Good work, Grandpa Root. Uh, His name's Don. Don Root. Don Don Root. The Don. Yep. The yes. Don. <laughs> the, yes, what a wonderful cricket name. Yep. Anyway, that's Joe Root's grandfather. Thank Fantastic. you for that, yeah, that advice. Yeah. He's our first nomination. He's definitely our first nomination. Our second nomination uh, was, uh, I guess it's the Pakistan, uh, the new people in charge of Pakistan cricket who have, who have mm. chosen Matthew Hayden as their batting coach for the upcoming T20 World Cup. Mm. And, uh, Were there no other applicants? <laughs> I, I assume not. Uh, the, the, they said basically that Matthew Hayden, he won a lot of things and that was pretty much the reason for it. I don't think mm. they, they went much deeper than that. He used to be able to hit the ball very hard and Australia won a lot of World Cups, therefore get him in there. Yeah. Um, it inspired, uh, I assume you realise or recall that I, I do cheat on you occasionally in terms of cricket podcasts. <laughs> um, my, my other co-podcaster, uh, Alex Bowden, uh, he wrote a great piece on uh, this, yep. this decision by Pakistan. It was called, <laughs> Pakistan's poor batters are going to have to listen to Matthew Hayden speak. That's a great title. Yeah. But you raised the question, does it mean the batters who are poor uh, in (laughs) Pakistan or is it all the batters who are going to have to listen to him speak? Yeah, I I mean, it should just be the poor batters Mm. who are forced. I mean, the good batters shouldn't have to listen to him, right? Nobody should, but in particular the good ones, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, he uh, he wrote wrote this excellent piece uh, which gathered together some great Hayden quotes. I'll I'll just read out one one of the quotes from uh, Alex's piece here. He says, uh, one of the most striking elements of Hayden's speech was the tendency to start one sentence confuse himself and then end a completely different sentence. (laughs) For example, the capacity to win in another country under duress of opposition tactics in their entire country was perhaps the best team result that we've had. (laughs) (laughs) So as Alex says uh, later in the piece, he says, whether the players are English speakers or not, Hayden brings his own built-in language barrier. So I think that's very true. So it's a fantastic piece. You can track that down over at uh, kingcricket.co.uk. And if you do go there, pop into the comments and tell Alex uh, we said hello. Um, 
And yeah, as mentioned, Alex and I do the Ridiculous Ashes podcast mm. and we can exclusively reveal here on Can't Pull, Can't Throw that we've started recording our third series. So Ooh. that'll be coming out in a few weeks time. Watch out for our advertising in the Yes, that weeks. will definitely be advertising there. Yeah. And also, I think Alex must be the, the greatest collector of Haydenisms <laughs> uh, in the world of cricket. Yeah, he's got quite the collection. Yeah, so absolutely. He's very, very dedicated. So up next, what's our next nomination? Uh, um, well, um, I think uh, Tim Payne's Throbbing Dick has to go in there somewhere. So that's a nomination. Not I think more accurately, it was a bulging. Bulging dish. Dish, That's yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Something was happening with it. Um, <laughs> our other, uh, our other nomination. I think Ravi Shastri makes it in. What for the third week in a row? I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so he said basically during the week that he had no regrets about the book launch. Yeah, fair, fair enough too. <laughs> well, uh, got, I mean, got them home a, a match early. Yeah. I, I, I think that's very mischievous, actually. <laughs> um, you know, it, it maybe maybe there's a meta issue about if we didn't have the book launch, suddenly you know, we may not have been home so quickly. But yep. in hindsight, none of them have COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. Only the poor physios. Mm. That um, no regrets about the book launch is kind of results-oriented thinking there, right? <laughs> it is, yes. Which is probably not the greatest thing for a coach to have, but anyway. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. really matter. Logical fallacies and all. Yes. Uh, as we mentioned, we've got New Zealand uh, leaving Pakistan slightly early. Um, I, 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 I am a little bit worried about this increasingly packed schedule of international cricket cancellations. <laughs> I think there, there's, there's just too many cricket cancellations these days. They, they need a window to fit in an abandoned domestic T20 tournament. Right. Otherwise, the players are going to have to choose, you know, which, which things they don't play. Wow. It's a tough choice. It is a tough choice for these players. Don't know how they can make it. Mm. Anyway, let's, let's move on from that to uh, Dane Vanekirk uh, calmly guiding another dog off the field. Another dog? Is it the same dog? I, I think it dog is the same called, dog. called Javo 69 dog yeah, or something? It's a, yeah, it's a little Javo dog. It's a little Javo pup. Yep. So, yeah, so this was at the end of the West Indies versus South Africa series. Mm. Um, so there was a, it was just about to go into a super over. So there had been like this really tight run out and the match was tight. It was all very exciting. And then suddenly a dog <laughs> wanders onto the ground. Very excitable dog. Probably just wanted to see a super over up close. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch the clip? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, was, yeah. it was quite long. I mean, the mm. dog just ran around and lay down quite a number of times. It was not getting off the ground, was it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's a, yeah. But a, a good dog. I, I think we probably probably need to start a new segment like I need to get a clip like a who let the dogs out clip and yep. um, make this a regular segment there is a, a twitter account at at dogs at cricket yes I so saw that you one. can go there if you're very interested in, in looking at all the different dogs at different cricket matches and that particularly it could be a new way of deciding a super over couldn't it be which which uh, player of which side <laughs> does correctly? the dog go to yes that would be wonderful or who can get the dog off the field mm. and uh, how, how how accurate because there were quite a number of people chasing it <laughs> The fielding team would have an advantage, though, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> They've got 11 people out there. Yeah, but they don't have implements. They don't have bats and so on that yeah. could help I hope, no, them I hope none of them are hitting the dogs with the bats. <laughs> I hope not, too. Oh, well. Uh, all right, so who, who, who are we going to give the award to this week? That's a lot of nominations. That is. I can't even quite remember them all. Uh, I feel like I, you know, I feel like I'd like to give it to Matthew Hayden. All right. Good work, Matthew Hayden. <laughs> uh, you, um, you are our Muller Award winner. Let's hope he makes another appearance. <laughs> yes, I, I have no doubt that he will. Uh, I think that's pretty much where we're going to wrap it up here. So you've that's been right. listening to uh, Dan Lipke. I'm at Lieb Cricket on Twitter. And you've been listening to Cat Jones at Cricket Cat. We will see you next week. In the meantime, uh, go and give us a review or like us on Facebook or follow us at Can't Bowl Throw on Twitter as well.
Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.